When it comes to your education, there's no need to settle. Get the interactive and purposeful education that you and employers demand from Colorado State University Global Campus. You'll get personalized, career-driven learning created and taught by today's industry leaders. CSU Global was built to help students succeed with affordability, flexibility, and individualized support. It's time to expect better. Find your path to the career you want at csuglobal.edu, where online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. What's up, fool? What's up, fool? What's up, fool? Chilling, dog. How's your weekend, man? Good, dude. I fucking can't complain, dog. Creeping around, ed- uh, eating edibles, doing spots, you know, like a fucking roach. What you do all? Just hung out and ate edibles all day? Yeah, that was it, dog. Fucking Flocka wanted to eat shrooms. I was like, relax, fool. This fool already ate them and went to the mall. I'm here, dog. It's like, dude, that was fucking two hours ago, fool. He showed up to the mall on shrooms, well, he had walking to, around? He had to leave his house and go to the mall because his mom came home with the baby or something. I got to get out of here, bro. I got to get out of here, bro. And meet he, me at the mall. Meet you at the fucking mall. What are we, 16, dog, or what? Let me get my dro- skateboard. He drove to the mall on shrooms? Well, he ate them, and I'm sure that shit didn't hit him till later. You know what I mean? Man, that's crazy, man. That's like, I would do that if I had no kids, too. <laughs> Fuck that! Maybe some Louis the Thirteenth, dog. Yeah, I went to um, I went to Eric Andre's birthday party. Oh, that's right, dude. In the I've, desert. I seen that pic with uh, Tom Green, dog. It was in Hicksville, Hicksville play, Palace. How was it? It was shit? this place. Like these people, they bought some land in the middle of the desert, and they put like that fake grass. I like astro turf. Astro turf, yeah. And they put like, a couple of airstream trailers in it, and they made them dress up in themes. Each one? Yeah, like one of them is the Cramps, and it's all Cramps stuff. The band? Yeah, the band. Oh, hell yeah. Fool. And another one, they have the original. Lux Interior, dog. Um, they have the original um, Pee Wee Herman trailer, the one that woman had. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, and they had a bunch of them. Okay, Francis stole my bike, dog. It was cool, man. It was. <laughs> I got there early, bro. I found, I, well, I know you fucking We were early, bro. Give me your glasses and like, shit. Was, you guys left that, na- that next day in the morning? Yeah, what? I got there early, and... Um, you need an invite because they don't they don't let you tag that place. Oh, really? Like, they don't want nobody to show up. Oh, or, oh yeah. yeah, man, can I join the, the party? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so where's there, man? And, man, it got crazy, bro. Fucking Eric Andre got butt naked, man. That fool always and gets he ran, naked, huh, fool? But this time he ran straight to me and gave me and jumped on me and gave me a hug. <laughs> it was a long-ass hug, bro. Put his dick on my leg and shit. <laughs> It was on tape. <laughs> and get a little numbing agent. And I'm like, ah! You know, like, I couldn't even, like, move out the way. He just ran, man. And it was, it was wet, too. Like, Because we had just saying happy birthday, and he jumped in the he jumped in the pool, and he just ran, man. Yeah, it was cool, man. <laughs> You're hugging me. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, homie. And, I, and then, like, he don't remember none of those photos. Are I, you serious? I remember. <laughs> it was cool, man. People walking up to me all creepy and shit. I do this old, older. I guess some of those staff writers he knows were there. Like it was this older guy who looks like Will Ferrell in in um, that movie, um, 
that movie, Full Grown Ups, or the movie with Semi Pro, or where he's like he's streaking <laughs> butt naked. Ah, oh, fucking old school, dog. Yeah, there was a dude just like that at that <laughs> shit. He was what's up, Felipe, man. I'm all fucked up, eh? <laughs> Wisconsin one. <laughs> feeling good. I did Marley for the first time. I just want to touch. <laughs> and I said, damn, man. I'm touch fucking yourself. 50 years old doing Marley. Rolling, I started like, moonwalking back, bro. I heard that shit feels good, dog. I started moonwalking back, bro, like, like when a headlining comic gets a tape from a young comic. <laughs> You got to look at every headliner as a future employer, Big Daddy. I started moving back, bro, like a movie star when a fucking comedian hands him a script. <laughs> Let me hide my hands. <laughs> I have some change. So what's up, fool? Chilling, We have bro. a guest here, man. The great Sully McCullough. Dog. Crazy legs. If Hell, you're what's Mexican. Up? What's up, fools? I want to do it as crazy legs. <laughs> yeah, what's up, fool? <laughs> what's up, dog? That's out the gate. Hey, dude, so, that sounds like a crazy party. It was crazy, First of bro. all, I don't know if I want to be invited back next year. <laughs> if you got the dude naked running up and giving you a hug. The birthday I know. boy. I yeah. was there for his first birthday. He had The first birthday I, Eric Andre had was in the, his apartment. Uh-huh. And, like, the whole comedy store showed up. Everybody who's, who's who, everybody who's trying to be a who's who in comedy was there. Right. And it was like. They closed down his like he got approval from all the other the, the attendants from from the apartment, bro. And um, they asked people, "You were there? You were?" No, no, I was at the second the one. The second one. But you, you went the year they had a giraffe or an elephant or some shit. No, he, he had a llama. A llama. Yeah, he had a petting zoo <laughs> at the apartment, man. I've never That's been to a party with a llama. Yeah, there was a live llama. I'm not doing it for real enough. Feed that motherfucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a guy walking around with grain to feed the llama. Wow. <laughs> and he had this BBW stripper on the first party. That's right, Divine. A big, big, beautiful woman. All right. She's like a big girl, bro. <laughs> okay. She was big, man. Like, she had, like, long boobs. There were, she was a big girl. Sully oh, got wow. that look like he doesn't like BBWs. Yeah, nah, I, like, I like my strippers. And she was stripping. Real pretty and almost unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! And um, the second time we were at the party, the second time was in Silver Lake, and there was a lot of people there too. And um, he, he had that stripper, and it ended up being a dude. <laughs> oh man! It was a male midget. Well, I thought it was Brad Williams. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the same kind of lap dance. <laughs> I'm not a chair. For real, it was right. a buff little person, you know. Right. And he was giving him a lap dance and everything, and then um, that's like a heavy lap dance because he's little, but he probably weighs about you know 135 pounds. Dense, dense, yeah, yeah, man. But, but it's this... like getting a, a lap dance from a, a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So the party, the, the the party was till midnight here at the desert, and they want everybody to get leave at midnight if you're not staying in one of the oh one of that the was airstreams. what part of the desert was it it's in Joshua Tree oh I was just out, I was out there this weekend I could have crashed that party you could have crashed it bro I was in uh, I was in Fantasy Springs you're nearby yeah I was close you were close I was real close you were like only 30 minutes away I know You'd and I been, had a rental car too you would have been all up in it man right. well, um, I met Tom Green there oh uh, yeah I see that picture dog yeah cool. and he said he knows it's funny he told me that it's funny, man, and I, and I feel his pain. He said, uh, <laughs> "He goes, he, he goes, um, 
yeah, um, I, I watched your special. You know, your, your special is very funny. You know, um, I have a Mexican girlfriend, and we were over at her house, and we were all watching it. Really? How painful that must have been for him yeah, to watch exactly. another comedian special at your lady's house. Right. <laughs> I bet her Mexican dad said, you want to see comedy? Right. <laughs> you kidding me that comedy? <laughs> kidding me that comedy, pichy bueno? It's the difference when the, when the special is funny, though, dog. <laughs> I know. how funny. Like, her, 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 her Mexican dad said with his Raider jacket, said, you want to see comedy? <laughs> I should be a comedian from East LA. Right. <laughs> Chingon right. comedy. He was cool, man. He busted out a good ass joint. It was oh, cool. Yeah, because that was a mad puffer, huh? He showed up with a manager and driver, bro. Oh, oh really? really? Oh, he was balling. He was he was at a party, bro. Yeah. He was signing deals, bro, and <laughs> How was the weather like over there? Was it hot or not? Hot, bro. I yeah, knew it was gonna be hot. No, dude. but then after seven o'clock, people started wondering why they just bring a hoodie. Why, right. he just got it cold? Got fucking the cold, desert, right. dude. Right. And I was the, out there, dude. It got I cold. Desert, I know. You know, man, once, once the party was over, people started going into packs like Walking Dead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> people started grouping. Who can I survive with? <laughs> if you were a female with a one Airstream, you had five dudes hanging out your Airstream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like coyotes and shit. It was like 12... It was like almost 12 o'clock, man, and I put on my pajamas, and I walked out of my trailer to go to the, cause the bathroom were outside. Oh, really? So you had to, if you, if you, the bathroom was outside, and then the toilet was outside. <laughs> right. But they had the 24-hour um, video games. I did archery there, first time doing archery. Oh wow! This this is like this sounds like you went to summer camp. It don't sound like a party. <laughs> it's a picture of me and Eric Andre <laughs> shooting BB guns. I seen that one, dog. That was cool. Oh, that's what's up. It was fun, man. A lot of oh, drunk yeah. white chicks for anybody out there. Right. It was on. I had mine, though. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy there who looked exactly like Chris Thorin, bro. What's going on, bro? <laughs> Are you serious, fool? <laughs> it was sad. It was, he was like this little white dude trying to pick up on everybody, and everywhere he went, his homie would say, Hey, she, leave her alone, bro. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> She has a man, bro. That's fucked up. Everywhere bro. this guy went, his friend followed him. Leave her alone, bro. <laughs> Heckling his ass. Hell yeah, dude. What's up, man? I gotta do my announcement before people start turning off and go to another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? This week, I'll be oh, at Orlando Improv. This weekend, April 9th through 12th. Joker's Comedy Club, Richland. Washington, April 16th to 18th, just added to that show. Rodrigo Torres and Flacco. Miami are being home fields, one. home fields. They closed down the improv, so they started a room in home fields with the same people. Nice. At a sports <laughs> bar. This time it's going to be louder nice. than the regular club. Yeah. <laughs> April 23rd to the 25th. All right, Las Vegas backstage bar and billiards, May 1st to the 2nd. I know that most of you guys... We'll be at that Mayweather fight, but my show starts at 11.30. You still have enough time to buy another ticket to a comedy show. Right. <laughs> we'll be at the Mayweather after party. What's right. up, fool? Right. April TNT. 11. Rodrigo I, uh, will be at stage two. Hell yeah, at the Ice House, Pasadena. 8.30 p.m. Are you going to be at Sully McCullough? Uh, I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory. I'm always at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach because I like to keep it real in Long Beach. Uh, hell yeah. And then I'm going to go on the road and do state on the road. All right, oh, fool. What's yeah, up, man? Hell yeah. 
When, uh, did you start off like everybody else at the Laugh Factory doing the one thirty spots right at, right before Brad Holtz? Oh Holtzman? yeah, 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 yeah! Absolutely, absolutely. People but don't I, know that, man. They don't know. Yeah, like like you're like me. You started here in L.A. That's the toughest. That's place toughest to start. part. You know what I mean? Because you're competing with everybody. I started off emceeing at the Laugh Factory, and uh, like I used to bring up uh, like Jerry Seinfeld. That's when he would do spots in the clubs <laughs> and stuff. So like all the good, good, good comics. And I sucked back then too. So. I remember, man. You told me when we were, you and I we were working. You said your worst bomb was in front of Hell Berry and and um, when Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh yeah. Winona Ryder. Fuck! The hottest chicks. The hottest chicks too. And they were just sitting there in the front. Yeah, <gasps> like over in the side, but in the VIP area, oh. just looking extra hot. I just remember <laughs> Holly looking at me like. Mm. I could have gave you some too. Damn, yeah. you missed. Yeah, I missed out. Yeah, that was the worst. That was the worst. That that's the worst thing about bombing too. Is like it, it, it was never when you wanted to be. Oh hell no! Nah. Never when you wanted to. That be. just sneaks up like the hurt. Right, right. <laughs> like you could be killing like like ten, fifteen shows in a row, and then all of a sudden, you just, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I bombed, I just shaved my goatee. I'm like, fuck this, fuck this bad luck. I'm so, like, <laughs> what, what, what was like? Who went up before you? I don't even remember. I think I might have. I think I might have followed uh, Mitch Mullaney. Oh yeah. And, and Mitch, Mitch had a really strong set. I don't know what went wrong because like, I, I. Did you know they were there already? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you come on. When you're that fine, there's like a glow around. Oh hell yeah! You got an aura. Dog. Yeah. So yeah, I knew they were. I knew they were there. Yeah, because I remember, dude, um, I don't know, I remember Chris Spencer was shooting. why'd you make me remember that? I don't know, man. Lock that out. People think it's easy. Hell no. You see why he went to 130 spots? Right. This is the thing about comedy a lot of people don't know. When they see a badass comedian, he makes it look easy, dog. Oh, absolutely. It is not easy, dog. No, it ain't You see a shitty comic, fuck comedy. Right, right. Hey, I could do it. I see Rodrigo doing it. (laughs) But, man, well, what you do when you got home, man? Uh, Start write jokes. I, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever real? you bomb, like it makes me like so creative afterwards. Because that next time you're on stage, starting off fresh. Yeah. Oh yeah. You want to just erase that bomb as fast as you got possible. a new attitude and shit. Me too, man. One time I bombed because I I'm used to doing like my Wednesday night room and going all these other places <laughs> where right. you know. You can, you start going to the same rooms all the time. You're gonna queue at the same rooms. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Chocolate Sunday and the set wasn't all right. <laughs> Fool. By the time I made it to another room, all the black comedians already knew. Oh, I, yeah. I, and so I said, I got to redeem myself. So I went to go do um, the Bicycle Club Casino. That was um, Scruncho's room oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. yeah. So I went to go to his room, did all right. I thought that you and I went there. And I redeemed myself. Okay, right. we, we let, we'll, we'll let this spread more right, right, than the Laugh Factory right. on Sunday. Yeah, it's never it's never when you crush. It's always when you bomb. That's the one that lingers. Uh, it lingers, yeah. man. People don't even want to be around you. They like, don't, like, man. It's like you, you got the plague. Like you just uh, and, and then like the wrong people walk up to you, man. Like <laughs> yeah, like TK Kirkland came up to me and gave me advice. <laughs> he said, yeah, you were, he told me, man, you were on there too long. That's what happened. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't even see the light. <laughs>
I, I did this room once uh, at Carlos and Charlie's, like back in the day. That's when a Riverside, right? No, 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 it's on Sunset. It became, it's what Dublin's became. Oh. Before that, it was called Carlos and oh, Charlie's. Oh, they, they were doing comedy back and then? And they were doing comedy then, but it was like a variety show. So I had to, remember when Onyx was big? Like, Damn. Yeah, Onyx, like them angry rappers. So everybody was like, a, like I had to follow these, these Onyx-like rappers. They had all the anger, just not the hits. Right? <laughs> and so they they kind of tore it up. And then I went on afterwards, and I was I was just out of college. So I was squeaky clean. I had on, like, a polo sweater. Like, I looked like like I, I should have been, like, a black weatherman or something. And, <laughs> and, you know, my jokes were all nice, and I ate it. I ate it. It was so bad that everybody in the room hated me. But this one dude was like, man, I got what you were talking about. They just weren't ready for you. And I was like, dude, why don't you hate me like everybody else? Kid Tempo over here. <laughs> they weren't ready, bro. They brought you too soon. Right. They weren't ready for you. You were on another level. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to be on the funny level. <laughs> yeah, man, you were doing comedy in the Matrix. Yeah, it was And bad, we're over dude. here in the real world. Yeah, well, they're on stage bad. asking, what's your frequency? Right. <laughs> I had all these nice college jokes. It was just bad, man. Oh, uh, oh man. <laughs> Those rowdy fools don't want to hear yeah, that shit. They don't want to hear none of that. Oh, this dude can read? <laughs> Talk about strangling bitches, <laughs> homie. <laughs> so where did you start off comedy? I started I started here in L.A. Um, I was lucky. We had a, I went to UCLA. We had a comedy club there. And... Uh, um, so that's where I started. I started in the comedy club there. And then I, then I, I went to... Uh, started in the clubs so i started just you know just like out of college fresh the out college, of college at ucla was that this little little room that they did once a week they did no no they, they, they did, still a, did, they it did for... a comedy show in the cooperage yes and so they booked book comics there but we also had a comedy club where we would get together and help each other with the material then we do yeah. shows in the dorms and stuff but we would book like one real comic to close the show so it was cool because i got to yeah. meet a lot of comics that way i remember we booked this is how we made money in college. We booked uh, David Spade one time to do that show, and I exchanged numbers with him. And this is how we made money to pay for school. We uh, during the fraternity rush weeks, we would uh, we would go do shows there for their rush weeks, which was cool because we got to go to their parties for free, and uh, we do these comedy shows. And that's how I got started. Like you know, just doing those those fraternity parties and stuff. Oh hell yeah, so, yeah, it was good. It was smart. We were we were we were grinding. And I, I read a little thing about you this days ago that like uh, you did a show with Seinfeld at UCLA about like, yeah, a fundraiser. Yeah, uh, there, there was a comedy con Yeah, there was a comedy contest that was um, sponsored by Doritos, and it was two parts. It was a comedy competition, which that's all I really cared about. I didn't win the comedy competition, and then they had a second part of the competition where the school that ate the most Doritos <laughs> and saved the rappers got a free concert by Jerry Seinfeld. So our Damn. school won that, and then four guys from the comedy club opened for him, and I was one of the four. And we each, the contract I remember was real specific, like the opener doesn't do more than 20 minutes. And so there was four of us going on, so we were each doing five minutes. And I remember before that show going, five minutes? Come on. I can't get down in five minutes. So I almost <laughs> dropped off the show so all my boys could get a little extra time. 
But I'm glad I didn't because Seinfeld's manager was in the audience and he saw me and afterwards he gave me his card and was like, I think you have a lot of talent. So that's how I got in the business. That was George Shapiro, huh? That was George Shapiro, yeah. Because you, like, you were with Shapiro West when I met time. you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was with him for a long time. Now, here's the funny thing. Like, this is how You got on Seinfeld because of that, right? Well, I mean, I still had to audition, yeah. but, you know, I had an inside track. And you were on Married with Children, too. I was on Married mm-hmm. with Children. Him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, it's funny, like, people still come up to me. I, I, when I saw you, I thought that's when I first saw yeah. you. And Bert, I didn't even know him, man. That's where you recognized yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. He was walking around with cargo shorts, you know, and um, and Birkenstocks, <laughs> yeah, no like Birkenstocks. a college kid, and a college kid. <laughs> he said I have Birkenstocks. <laughs> and and now, uh, and he was looking for books at the library, at the bookstore in Burbank, and he was wearing sandals. I know that something. I know sandals. <laughs> like sandals. <laughs> I'm just giving people wardrobe, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, you, that's what you're gonna wear. Right. <laughs> Little brother in Birkenstock. <laughs> Never. You <laughs> <laughs> wear a camouflage jacket. No. And then I walked up to him and I said, "Man, I know you." Of course, I don't. You know, I know you, but you don't know me. Right. You know, fucking six foot one mess, big ass mesquite. I know you, man. I saw you at the Laugh Factory. You, you do that basketball joke, Juan and Juan. <laughs> by the way, people, Juan and Juan originally was said by this guy. I don't care what you guys say. And and then um, you were on, from Simon, no, uh, Mary was Children, you were the right, guy who knew um, right. Al Bundy's song. Well, you know, it's funny. You know Go ask I Anna. Uh, I, uh, I was doing a show in, in uh, Irvine at the Improv. And the casting director happened to be in the audience. Like, how? Wow. Never happens. That never never happens. happens again. In Irvine? Well, never happened again. And so they were like, oh, hey, come in and audition. Next day I auditioned for it and I got that part. Damn. And that was like, that was when Married to Children was hot. Yeah. Like, it was so hot, uh, Kelly Bundy didn't talk to me at all that week. Damn. Like, that's how big her head was. You it know? was hot because the guy who broke the album was the guy from Friends. Who's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was like one of them cool early gigs. You know what That's I mean? Badass, dog. Yeah, I was like, okay, comedy, I feel you. That's why the whole time Al Bundy trying to get the album. That song, mm-hmm, him. <laughs> then he goes up to Sully, mm-hmm, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> then it plays, <laughs> just like he was fucking humming it. Right, right. Well, that was like I played this dude that knew all the songs, so he would just come in and hum it, and I'd know. Oh, you're like, like the app yeah, before the, the was, app came out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was the black app. <laughs> so, so after meeting Seinfeld, you went on and started well, no, working. I mean, uh, I mean, that just that just made the transition from school to into the clubs easier. Like, I started emceeing at the Laugh Factory, started emceeing at the Improv, and I knew that that was what I was going to do. So it just it helped helped speed things up, which was cool. So yeah, that was that. Hell yeah! And dude. then I was in there. I was in there. And that in was a hard mix. club to get into. So you, you, know didn't, I mean? you didn't have to go on Tuesday like everybody else and, and have Jamie tell you to come back in six years. <laughs> no. no. What's I, the worst advice you know Jamie ever gave you? Actually, Jamie never gave me bad advice. Mitzi gave me terrible advice. You know, because I tried to showcase at the comedy store six or seven times. And I'd always get some bullshit excuse. I remember once she told me, she said, you need to dress better. And I worked at Polo at the time. I was like, I don't think I can dress better. <laughs> but yeah, I got. She was the one that gave me real bad advice. Like other than that, you know, Jamie was cool. My first time, my first time at the Laugh Factory though, I ended up uh, like you know you have to showcase. 
So I go on late at night, right? And I go on, I probably got about five or six minutes of material. And so I'm on stage and I'm doing all right. And in the back, Jamie's like, stretch, buddy, stretch. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this is going good. So I do some more material. I stand for about 10 more minutes. And about this time, I'm starting to run out of material, you know. <laughs> but he's in the back like, stretch, buddy, stretch, right? And so I'm like, all right, cool. So I do about eight more minutes and then by this time I'm like alright we better wrap this shit up or it's gonna get ugly <laughs> <laughs> so he goes uh, 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 buddy bring on Sam Kinison bring on Sam Kinison and at the time Sam Kinison was gigantic and I was hyped I was like man my first time on stage I'm already working with Sam Kinison I made it <laughs> <laughs> so open I, for him <laughs> so I bring him bring him on right and uh, he is high as a kite so he stumbles on stage he orders a, a shot, drinks a <laughs> shot, throws the shot glass at the back of the of the, of the wall. Like that? Like that. It Must was, have been empty. Oh, man. <laughs> it was. He was wild, right? So he kind of wilds out on stage for a little bit and then stumbles off on stage and goes upstairs to do whatever he was going to do. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, is this comedy? Right? And Jamie, forever Jamie, goes, go back on stage and close the show, right? So I go back on stage with way too much energy. Hey, everybody! <laughs> Sam Kinison! Wasn't that great? You know, I'm scared out, my, <laughs> scared out of my mind, right? So I'm standing outside of the Laugh Factory after the show with, like, a couple of tourists that were there from uh, Palmdale or something. And we're not saying anything Palmdale. because the whole thing was so weird, right? And so they lean over to me and they go, uh, man, does that happen all the time? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> so unprofessional, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and what the fuck? So, Kennison, he didn't even really do a set? Or no, he... not really. He just, I think he just went there to get a free drink and knew he could get one if he just got on stage. Like, he was. But it was like, that was my first time in a real comedy club on stage with working star. with a star and it couldn't have gone any more wrong. <laughs> I was like, yo, what am I getting into? It's crazy <laughs> when you see shit like that. You're wow. Like, yeah. He just threw a what glass. Yeah. He threw a shot glass at the back of the hard. Like he was uh, <laughs> like he was pitching for the Dodgers. <laughs> he's trying, he trying to hit one of those little dolls, huh? Right, right, <laughs> right. No, not the Groucho doll, please. Right, <laughs> my buddy, not the Groucho doll. That's yeah, crazy, Jay. Go, go back up, go back up. Yeah, that was Jamie though. Jamie forever trying to save the show. That would happen too uh, when Kramer went crazy. I was on that show too. Fraser has to she go back there. up. I was on that show. Oh yeah. And I'll tell you this. So this is real talk. What down, man? Tell us real talk. When I walked into the club and I saw the lineup, I was like, "Yo, he's gonna have problems." I swear <laughs> to God, I didn't think he was gonna have problems like that. It was you and who else? Well, okay, it was. Frazier was emceeing. David Arnold? Uh, no, not David Arnold. Uh, uh, he had to follow Johnny Sanchez. So it was, it was me, Johnny Sanchez, and then and then uh, Michael Richards. And I'd seen Michael Richards six or seven times have some real shaky sets. So I was like, Saturday night, second show, you better come with it. I knew it was going to be Because Johnny's bringing the extra energy. Uh, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> little Mexican mess it up for me. Right. So... Dude, he was. I think he was a little jealous that Johnny had done so well that night, and he said something that parking in my parking, huh? <laughs> he said something that didn't go well, right? Like he was like, "Well, you like that other guy? You like that Sanchez guy?" 
and everybody in the audience was like, uh, yeah, we did like that dude. <laughs> so, thank you for mind reading. Right, right. We're like, we don't like you right now. Thank you, Dr. Obvious. So, <laughs> fall. <laughs> so, dude, like, I was, I don't know why I stayed that night, but I stayed upstairs because I was like, well, let me just see how the night plays out. And then when it went wrong, I mean, real wrong, I was like, yo. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and it was like the, the crowd got real, like that was just when cell phone cams just started. So that's what messed him up because I thought it was just going to be something that only the waitresses and a few comics knew. Right, right, right. But then that, you know, two days later I'm watching CNN and I'm like, oh, I was there that night. <laughs> that's how TMZ it went, blew up. Yeah, it went, that's how TMZ blew up. Exactly. And, and yeah, it was it was bad, dude. The next day, he had Paul Rodriguez on there, huh? Right, 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 like, right, right. <laughs> and that guy from the Jewish thing, fucking <laughs> messed up, a chick on the side. He, had, it was funny. He had called me the next day. Like I don't know how he got my number, but he called me. He was like, "I, I need a black person quick, right?" <laughs> so he called. Kramer me. called you. Yeah, he called me the next day, and I was like. Sorry, like, Johnny. He was looking for advice, right? Hey, buddy, I got your number from Shapiro. Right. And so I go, uh, I, I said to him, I go, yo, dude, you need to find out who that party was and write them a letter or call them and tell them that you apologize or, uh, but it, what had happened would happen. You know what I mean? Like, it it's was done, yeah, dog. It was done. You engraved that it shit was in done. that stone. Yeah, it was done. That was weird to seeing that. How did the, how did the boo start? How did it get loud you know right away? You know what's funny? Like, there was did like, it, I remember that moment where after he said it, there was this weird, like, the room was like, hey, what did he just say? I think Kramer just, just <laughs> dropped the N-word, right? And so then this one dude stood up and was like, that's not right, right? And then it just got uglier and uglier. And... I'll give you, here's another funny Jamie Masada story. <laughs> After it all happened and, and, and Kramer went off stage and went off to try, Jamie, of course, wanted to save the show. He made Frazier go right back on stage and keep the room going. Like right now, buddy? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and Jim Gaffigan went on after that. And this is how I have a lot of respect for that dude because the room was hostile. And I he's bet, like, dude. you know, he's such a funny comic that he got him back and sort of saved the room a little bit. But yeah, I've never been, in, I've never been like, you know, you see crazy stuff going, you see fights break out when you're on stage, and you got to ride with. I've never seen anything that crazy in my life. <laughs> like, it was just, it was just like, whoa, dude, you you went to a whole nother place. That was hella malicious, yeah. right there. Yeah. Bro. And I remember, I remember Seinfeld was on Letterman right after <laughs> that promoting his DVD. And then it, he had to deal with that, and so they had him on the show too. So it was like, and Jerry they started was, laughing. Yeah, people, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it was not funny. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was we, like it really shook up comedy. It oh, really yeah, did. Huh? It shook up comedy for a minute, especially when a man with a little uh, yarmulke be saying that shit. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I expect it from a biker-looking white voice. But you know what's funny is like he's a like I'll, I'll give Michael Richards his props because he's a he's a he's a real like brilliant physical comic yeah but he wants to be like a dude like lenny bruce on stage but you better know what you're talking about you know what i mean like and he he didn't have the handle on what he was talking about obviously <laughs> <laughs> he should have just came in through the side door of the th of the laugh factory where you know the little door yeah and just broke in there right after johnny <laughs> sanchez came off right like just right. broke in the like, hey how you doing yeah, there johnny right 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 oh. right, right, right. <laughs> damn yeah, it was wild, dude. Well, maybe he should he should he should have picked Tuesday to go up. <laughs>
Right. I heard, man, is it true that, uh, that Jamie lit TMZ in the Laugh Factory while that was going on? Well, you know what was funny is like that happened on a Friday night, and then he was booked there on a Saturday night. And what he was supposed to do is he was supposed to apologize on stage Saturday night, but he didn't go on on Saturday. He just canceled his spot after what happened Friday. And then, like I said, somebody sold that footage to TMZ, and it was on and popping after that. I ended up having to do Hannity and Combs uh, from the Laugh Factory, and it was with, uh, what's my man uh, who passed away, big comic, real funny, black dude? Uh, um, Patrice O'Neal? Patrice O'Neal. So they had Patrice O'Neal in studio, and Patrice O'Neal was like, yo, I'm on TV. I'm just going to be on TV, right? <laughs> so he was talking about it. I was like, yo, it was messed up what he did. And, and Patrice was like, hey, who cares, right? <laughs> so me and Patrice almost got into it on yeah. Hannity and Combs because he was just like, hey, who cares? I was like, no, dude, this was different. You had to be there. <laughs> but, yeah, it was wild. It was wild. He wasn't having good sets before that day anyways. Huh? Oh, yeah, no, he was having, like, rocky sets. Yeah. Like, where a, he, he showed well, like to a Latino night, like, too. Yeah, he, he's not traditionally a stand-up, right? Well, That's no, thing, he's, dude, like, right? he's, a, he's a character actor who used to do stand-up, but... You just can't hop in on a Saturday night no, second show crowd. and think, yeah, Rusty and they, talking yeah, about society. Yeah, and you can't, yeah, you can't talk about your audience. You know what I mean? Like in a way where it's like, hey, dude, I paid money to see you. And thanks for killing Johnny Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was wild, man. That was that was one of the wildest things I think I've ever seen in comedy. Yeah, man. But you knew right away from the get-go it's going to be bad, when I huh? saw it, when I, I swear Damn. to God, I swear on everything. <laughs> when you go get popcorn and sit on the when top. When I saw <laughs> the lineup, I was like, I, this ain't going to go good. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea how bad, but my instincts, my comedy Energy, instincts right So he said, I'm just here for the comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little Michael Jackson jacket. That's crazy. Right. Has he, but you know what? The, the DVD sales went up right after that. Uh, what of Seinfeld? Yeah, is that possible? <laughs> I wasn't even gonna buy the DVDs till Homeboy said that. Right shit. now, why would they go up? Oh, I want to see him be racist on the show. <laughs> People, were, that was funny. Man. The memes came out, huh? Kramer, oh, Kramer, dude. Kramer. Yeah, yeah, they killed him, dude. They said that his hair was all messed up because he, he was taking, he took the hood off. Right, right. That's you know what? The, you know what? I'll tell you this too. Bro. You know what the real sad thing was? Is those brothers that came to go see him? They were in a mixed party. And they were fans of his. Oh, so it's nothing yeah. worse to get, uh-huh. you know, insulted by somebody that you adore. Yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah, it was that was wild. That <laughs> and was then, one of them wild nights and. And then Jamie banned the N word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he took it out on the N word. Didn't even Paul Mooney, Paul Mooney say, "I'm not going to use the N word no more." Honey. Right, right, <laughs> right. But yeah, that was weird too to see people like all of a sudden trying to get publicity off that. Oh hell yeah! Because I didn't want to get publicity off it. I that was there. That was like yeah, that, that was, was shook up comedy. Yeah, and everybody debating about it and shit. Right. There's nothing to debate about. Nah, he was in the wrong. <laughs> I, I I've been I've been there. You know, sometimes you know when I'm bombing that bad and I get personal with somebody. Well, throw fuck you, motherfucker! I'll kick your fucking ass after the show. Fuck it, I'll do it now. But that's, <laughs> but that's what I want with the audience member right. just being a dick, though. Right, huh? right. Joey Medina did that one time, man. He said, "I'm gonna I'm get after and I'm gonna go kick that guy's ass," <laughs> and he got off the stage and went straight to that guy. And what happened, fool? Oh, top ten people pulled him off him. <laughs> he actually ran up, ran on him. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Man, that audience member was malicious. See, I'll talk tough, but then I realize I'm 5'8", so that's all it's going to be is talk. 
I'll kick your ass as long as it's on stage. <laughs> so what's up, man? What's what you write? When, when did you write the Ghetto Hamburg? Oh, we wrote that while we were doing Don't Be a Minute. It was not. You might yeah. be ghetto, right? right original. ways to tell if you're ghetto, yeah. A hundred ways yeah. to find out if you're ghetto. You might right. be ghetto if... This guy wrote the book. Every, yeah, everything everything book. else came after. Right, yeah. right. Get the original book. I remember the one of the joke was, um, man, you, if you ever jumped in to a fight and it ended up being the birthday party girl, you might be ghetto. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we had a we had a bunch of them. Like, uh, uh, you might be ghetto if you keep uh, uh, food stamps on a money clip. Uh, <laughs> you might be ghetto if uh, you keep a handgun in your diaper bag. Uh, <laughs> You might be ghetto if your uh, your teachers are afraid to teach you. Uh, and it came with cartoons. Yeah, yeah. We we had hired this real cool uh, illustrator to to illustrate the jokes. But it just started out while we were on the set of Don't Be a Menace. We were doing all these ghetto jokes back and forth, and we were like, "Yo, we should do something with that." So we just started, you know, Hell yeah, dude. writing them. Yeah, it's a funny book. It's still, it was good yeah. one, man. One one with them. You might be ghetto if you jump into fights where it got nothing to do with you. Yeah, right, 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 right. I just want right. to swing on someone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of jokes in there. Yeah, actually, with that book, you guys wrote a lot of people's uh, little sets too, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of young comics. Funny, like, they're, they're we caught I'll one. Go to the clubs, and I'll go. Uh, hey, that sounds familiar. You oh, might be ghetto if you, you lose it. You stole your uh, act from a book. He's thirty-five, <laughs> dog. Right. We knew a comic, you know, and uh, he did one of the. the, the he was a young comic, and he was like 18 or 17 at the time, and he used to hang out with us, well, with them back in the day. Right, right, right. <laughs> he used to have a joke, the one, the one you said about the soap. Remember the soap? Right, 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 right. And the one about, you might be ghetto if, if you use the last piece of soap to wash your whole body. Right, right. Man, we heard that the next day, this comic, he bought your book and gave it to that comedian. Man, don't you, man, these people wrote your, stole your joke, bro. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> That was fucked up, man. That was hilarious, though. I'm trying, though. That's hilarious. <laughs> Bought your book and gave it to that comedian, man. These, com- these this book stole all your jokes. Eh? Well, you know, it's funny. It's like there was another um, ghetto book that came out that this... Remember Patrice Berry? She had a talk show. Yeah. She wrote one called Scrape from the Ghetto, which was like, you know, it was, she's not a comedian. So she she thought that we had stole her idea. What? I was like, come on. Bitch, this one's funny, though. Right, right. Here's the major <laughs> difference. So they were, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Because the first time I worked with you was in uh, Sacramento that's with Gene right. Pompa. That's right. You, me, and Gene Pompa. And you were selling books out of a crate. That's how, that's how real I kept it. Well, this fool <laughs> showed Sacramento. up. Sacramento. This fool was living large, bro. Yeah. He had like a Ford Bronco, 1980. That's right. That shit was right. tight, bro. <laughs> that's right. It was, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. It was bad. 1984 yeah. Bronco Blue, Dodger yeah, Blue. Yeah, man. That's for real. Yeah. And we hung out. I remember uh, the first night, man, him and that killed it, bro. You had that fool going over his notes, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> I remember yeah. the first night we made Jim Pompa work, man. I was in yeah. a room. I was in a room the next the night. The, that night. Couldn't watch TV that night. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. I remember that week. Like, you know, like a lot of times on the road, you work with dudes you don't get along with. But I was like, yo, we, we yeah, should. Yeah, that's sweet like that, man. Yeah, it was good. It was real good. 
I remember we went to uh, we went to that that ghetto ass record store. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember you bought that that uh, that uh, Red Fox clean your ass. Yeah. And it was wash and, your and it was uh, wash in your mint ass. condition. You wash your ass. Yeah. And you got it for you said what a score I got. You bought like yeah. five albums. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to get them comedy albums. That's the good thing about going on the road. You can that one I, I like hang, some jams, dog. Yeah. I like him from day one, bro. Yeah. This motherfucker collects junk like yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> pink <laughs> shit that to you it ain't worth nothing, but right. to someone like me, oh, this motherfucker got. Right. This fool has bla- um, dolls, but you know how some people have white superheroes? He has all the black superheroes. Yeah, I collect all the black action figures. Fool, this fool has yeah. fucking, he has um, Isaac from the Love Boat doll. Yeah. You know what fucking I Fucking Isaac from the Love Boat doll, and he's doing this. Right. He's doing the point. <laughs> it's in the package. Right. As it should be. Damn. Yes. You know what's funny is like living out here in L.A., like, you know, I was like, oh, let me collect something cool. So I started collecting the black action figures. And then you would meet these dudes. Like on Don't Be a Menace, Antonio Fargus, I met him. And then he has a doll from Starsky and Hutch. So I had him sign one. And then he was like, hey, you think you could find one for me? So I found one for him. He didn't even have his own doll. If I, if I had my own doll, you know I'd have about 100. 100 of them. <laughs> could I have one? No, you can buy one. Right, exactly. <laughs> even even Fritz Stoller has a little hammer. <laughs> Handy yeah. Manny. Hand, handy Manny. <laughs> oh, He's in the wrench. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wish that's the one thing about Don't no, Be a Menace. I wish we would have had action figures. That would have been badass. Because a Crazy Legs action figure? Come on. This fool also has the Jimmy Walker doll with a string. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah the, the old school one. The old school one. And I, he, I, and he used to do spots at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, there's and, one you know, he doesn't, he doesn't like, like, like you to bring up the JJ stuff at all. Like, he kind of gets mad about it. So I had Jamie ask him for me to sign it. I was like, I got to get this thing signed. That's bitch. Has your yeah. collection grown? Because I know you have Fat Albert gang. Yeah, no, I'm not really. Like, I haven't really messed with it that much lately. I just, you know, I, I kept the ones that I kept. But you know, every now and again, I want, uh, you know what I want that I don't have? I want uh, Lightning Jamie Bolt. Fox. Well, I, I want that, but I want Jamie Fox from Django. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, that's that kind of dope. No, I don't have it yet. But I'm if I see it, it, bro, I'll get it for you. It's out? Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> did. They did Django. You got Blade, right? I don't feel like you got Blade. I got Blade. Yeah, yeah, I got Blade. And got... I actually met Wesley Snipes not too long ago. You got the Shaft doll? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, I don't have Shaft. I don't have Shaft. I got, I got the little Samuel Jackson one. I got, but I got, I got a, uh, I got Mace Windu. Of oh, course. Yeah, I got that, I got one that as well. Sam Jackson, the first brother. Yeah, I got the a Jedi lot. Count. I got. You know, it's funny. Like they don't do a lot. Like the black action figures are usually the harder ones to find. So when they come out, I try and scoop them up. How in the hell did you get that Isaac on the Love Boat? I found it somewhere. I don't even Damn. remember where, but I was like, yeah. It's a mad score. If you have, the, if you yeah. have, we could send Lisa a photor over there. We appreciate it. Okay, absolutely. You can post that shit up. Yeah, absolutely. I'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, because every time I go, every time I will go places and I see stores, and I'll, I'll never forget your collection. I always say, yeah. there's something here this guy likes. Right, 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 right. That's right. cool. Right. That's not racist. Right. <laughs> 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 Where are you from originally, dude? Uh, I was born here in L.A., but I grew up in Northern California, oh, okay. in, uh, in Silicon Valley, San Jose, Cupertino. You're a big family. I do. Yeah, oldest is seven. Seven kids. One thing I remember talking to you is when I, when we were talking, when we first met you, I was clean and sober, by the way. I was yeah. 10 years clean and sober, but I had a gambling problem. Oh, really? <laughs> I was gambling my ass off, fool, for real. Really? 60 bucks here, fucking gone. And I remember... What was <clears> you <throat> bet on games? Or yeah, a game. To- no, on Blackjack. Me and Gabriel uh-huh. Iglesias, like, we'll get paid 120 here. 
uh-huh. and we'll go lose it all. Let's go to one Morongo, night. Really? Let's go to Morongo. <laughs> and I remember you, you telling drive out to Morongo? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> lose it all. And then drive back sad. Right. <laughs> and then one thing I, I and then you, you I wish you to remember I was sure to use what you told me back then. Could you have told me that you grew up in a big family and you guys were poor as fuck? Right. And you told me that you hate losing. Oh, I do. You dude. you don't get you, you told me Felipe the reason I don't gamble is because I don't like the feeling of losing. I like yeah. to win. Yeah. So I don't even really gamble that much at all. Now, now that I have money, because <laughs> I don't want to lose it. You know, I've lost it, yeah, and losing yeah. sucks. Yeah. So you told me that being poor sucks. Well, you know what's funny, too, is like the first time I went out on the road, I worked uh, in Vegas for the improv, and I worked with this comic that had a horrible gambling problem. Like, first of all, his act was terrible, right? But he destroyed. <laughs> like, this dude got standing O's. It was the hackiest act ever. And then in between shows, he would go gamble and lose it. I mean, it was sad, dude. And I didn't have any money because I was just out of college. So I would just watch him make these bad decisions after every show, right? And it was like it was like a lesson in what not to do. Fucking so that's like I was play. like, nah, dude, I'm coming home with my money. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no. But I did work with him too. He actually he actually borrowed money from me on a two nighter. <laughs> oh my god! How sad is that? I was like, yo, dude, you can't be borrowing from the from the feature. <laughs> And you better pay me back. <laughs> Borrow from the club owner, dog. Like, I don't want to have to whoop the headliner's ass because <laughs> he owes me 60 bucks. <laughs> it was so sad. He goes, he goes, uh, yeah, let me just, uh, can I borrow some money so I can get a clam dinner? I was like, dude, I ain't even eating clams. <laughs> I'm going to loan you money so you can have a better dinner than me. So you're telling me I'm gonna loan you money so you can have a clam dinner and I can't even drink clamato. Right, right, right. <laughs> Brother Clam, it's the best in the city. John Fox was crazy, huh? Yeah, he was crazy, dude. He paid me back though, so I I, I couldn't be mad at him. So you you work with Tommy T's, Tommy T's Steakhouse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. your home club. That's not well. It's a club that I work at, but not my home club. But you know, I I actually consider like the Laugh Factory. Me my too. Home club. Me you know too. what I mean? Because that's just where I started. So, it's yeah. the only place where um, the one thing I like about the Laugh Factory as opposed to every other comedy club is that um, not everybody performs Friday at ten. Right. And if you are, you made it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Friday is, is, Friday at ten. Saturday at ten is a prestigious spot. Yeah, man. man. And that club is hot. Like you feel like you're in concert. You know what I mean? Like it makes you. That motherfucker's packed and shit. Yeah. It's packed, yeah. bro. Dude, that shit fucking yeah. roars. Yeah, it's got that energy. Like you feel it. It's like, like you it, know, like you get a little nervous before. Yeah, you like, like I gotta theater. bring it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was so I had to follow um Dane Cook one time on a on a Friday yeah. a Friday ten o'clock show. Everybody thought he was gonna do two hours. Uh huh. So the comedian started leaving. Right. So fucking Felipe's midnight spot became eleven thirty. <laughs> So I went up right after to see him. Yeah, I went. Yeah. To, I went right after him and did well. Even Jamie told me you did right, well. Right. But I finally will congratulate me for staying. Right, right, right. <laughs> stretch, Felipe. Stretch, stretch, buddy. Stretch, buddy. Stretch. Bring on Tan Gunnison. <laughs> yeah, I remember. It's weird. Like some people. Like I was there one time, and um, I was there. Um, Rodrigo will tell you a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> Rodrigo, he he exterminates the Laugh Factory. Do you really? Some of that phone call that Jamie called you, bro. 
this fool. We're going to get into fucking slander, <laughs> defamation of character. Now he's all, but you need to come like right now. Uh, Tim Allen is on the stage, and when he's on the stage, but the rat just runs across the stage. Uh-uh. I'm all, Jamie, he wanted to do five minutes, you know? <laughs> Put a little hat on him, some glasses and shit. Right, exactly. We have rat comedian. You know, Jamie's always looking for a gimmick. But we took care we took care of the problem. We have Tiny took rat care of the comedian. <laughs> Imagine how. Huh? Rat night. Right. Stuart Little and friends. <laughs> rat tattooey. Right. Hosted by Brad Williams. <laughs> Everyone little buddy. He gives lap dance to little rat. So how how big is your Jordan collection now? Uh, it's I remember when you posted yeah, that photo. Yeah. You posted that photo like, like um, Brooke Shields in front of all your tennis shoes. Yeah, no, I'm, I've been a sneakerhead for a long time. Like that was one of the cool things about going on the road. Is like I used to hit all the little sneaker shops. Like and before, like collecting so much bigger now than it is. But back when I first started doing before it, before people were sneakerheads. Yes, yes. See, yeah. like the people that have Jordans now were right. the ones that didn't have them when they were kids. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're an OG. I'm an OG. Yeah. For nah, for for. We've seen you in a. Que locos. Yeah. The yeah. original yeah, red yeah, and black. Yeah, yeah. I was just I, gonna I po- say that. I pointed them out. I'm like, hey, that fool has those Jordans. Yeah, dog. yeah. No, and I like and we, to we were out, my sets. And we were asking you too, yeah. man. You said, no, I bought two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, my collection's pretty big right now. I just actually moved all my, my sneakers to storage. Damn. So I can, Damn. You know, so I can organize In a climate control them. room. Yes, exactly. exactly. That'd be fun to see your, your sneakers on storage wars. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody fighting over them? They're running their stuff. I'll give you 12000 for that storage. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's baseball cards inside. Yeah, right, right. So um, how many pairs do you have? Like a, you, you buy them every year? No, what, like... Yeah, okay, because I've been collecting for so long. I'm not like these these new school collectors. Like, you know, if Sleep I Sleep over and shit. Yeah, I, well, I will go early. I will I will still do that. I'll go early, wait in line. Like, uh, a couple weeks ago, I did that. I went to Nike Town, and I got there about 7.30, and the store didn't open till 9. But I wanted to be early in line to get this pair. And, like, the difference is, you know, you'll pay 175 retail but if you sleep on them, then you got to pay two seventy five. Yeah. So I'm like, that. nah, I'm not doing that. So I'll get up a little early. It. Yeah, exactly. So I have probably, I'd say I probably have about three hundred pairs. And you John, hear that, the, people? Three hundred pair, about people. Three hundred pairs. Yeah. Every time you get a pair but every of sneakers. Now, but every now and again, I will dump them. I'll, I'll sell, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll so, okay, you, don't, you yeah. never, so the, there's not ones you always wear then. Like, you don't. Some, some. some? Yeah, okay. I, got, I got some that are in heavy rotation. Yeah, you can't call yourself yeah. a sneakerhead if you ain't got 300 plus. Well, <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is like there's so much stuff that comes out now yeah. that it's, yeah. it's overkill. I don't know how people do it. Like, if I buy, if I buy eight pairs a year, that's, that's about right. But okay. I got to really like them. You know what I mean? It's not just like every fucking Jordan version. No, that comes out. You're no, on no, 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 no. I'm not. No, no. I yeah. couldn't do that. Like, right? I got kids. I couldn't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Dad, how come your shoes are new and I, my shoes are busted? But like, I, but I, uh, I, you know, yeah, I, I'm like, uh, I'm picky now. You know what okay. I mean? I've been collecting for twenty More years. More selective. So yeah, and shit. yeah. And then like the remakes aren't, they aren't as good as like the Hell quality nah. isn't as good. It's it's a whole different thing. Like you know, it's it's very much like they call these new stu- new school sneaker collectors hype beasts, and I don't want to be a hype beast. Stay a sneakerhead. Yeah, exactly. True sneakerhead. Oh, yeah, sneaker there you head. go. Just Nike or any other ones? Uh, a little bit of everything. I like I like Converse. I like Nike. I got some Puma. I got 
you know, a couple Reeboks. Adidas. Yeah, some Adidas, like some old, like shell toes. You and, have a lot of Adidas. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a good little amount of Adidas. I just bought me a, I got an Adidas suit for Christmas, a blue one. Oh yeah. I look cool. The match. Yeah, little little Run DMC. I get girl walk up to me. I like your suit. You ever wear it on stage? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wear on stage like Beast from X Men. <laughs> That's a good look, though. They're like, man, this dude's going to be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to jog off stage. Right. He's not comfortable. (laughs) So you started writing? You started off as a writer? No. No, I didn't. I I actually was always like an actor uh, that did stand-up, too. But I was a stand-up first and foremost. And then the writing just... The writing happened after uh, after I did Jamie Foxx show. Like I was an actor on Jamie Foxx's show. When that show went into syndication, Jamie started hosting stuff. So I, I started writing for him. I wrote for him on the ESPY Awards. I wrote for him on uh, the MTV Movie Awards. And you know I, I knew he, I had his voice, so it was easy to write for him. Sweet. And then that just led to other writing jobs. Like it was like I didn't stop working as a writer. You know what I mean? And you know when I wrote on the Tonight Show. You know, that was like, I mean, it was surprising. You know what I mean? Like, I never thought I'd be writing jokes for Jay Leno. You know what I mean? But, it, you know, it was great. It was like, you know, that's... And you wrote for Lopez. I wrote for Lopez, yeah. I, and I used to open for Lopez back you were in the like, day. You wrote that, that funny sketch, just like the hoodie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, Lopez's show was cool. Like, you know, I used to open for George back in the day, so... Right now, right now! Uh, so, you know, like, I used to watch in Sacramento. Like, he would... That was when he was still a club comic, and he was so good. You he know, used like, to kill you, huh? Yeah, he used to destroy, Amazing, dude. dude, and destroy for two hours. And, you know, like, take breaks and come back and kill some more. And, you know, like, he was one of those dudes that was so ready for when the fame really hit, when he got his show. It was nice to see him get a show and then have it go to a whole nother level. Because he was ready. He was re- and he built his he built his following by you know the 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 grinding by grinding in the clubs you know I had a lot of respect. That's for what him. one thing that they told us when we were at the Sacramento Punchline with Jim Pompa. Yeah. The managers told us that the only people that compete with each other as far as selling out and killing it here is Carlo Mencia and George are the right, only ones. Right, right, and they were the only ones. Yeah, they were the only ones since they were, since you yeah. since you known those two people, right. they always sold out shows. Right, right, but I but I thought George was. Like, I felt like I learned really good comedy technique from George. You know what I mean? Because he was one of those dudes that would Tags, record. huh? Well, not only just tags, but he would record his set every night. Yes. And then listen to it, and he would have his notepad and tighten his jokes. Like Awesome space yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and knew how to pull people in. And, like, you know, he's 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 one of the best comics out there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I really am glad that I had a chance to open for him back in the day and see where his career went. Because I learned... I was lucky. Like starting in LA, you learn how to do it the right way. You know what I mean? Like you, you know. You don't pull. You don't get those fucking bad habits. You can get on no, the road. No, not and at shit. all. You I know, know like, it's, it's different when you started in LA. Like if you started out in, in Texas, you might be on the road for fifteen years before right, you just, before, before you, you have <laughs> balls yeah, to come right, to LA. Right, right. You're with the best, right? Here. Yeah, no, because Texas is so big. Right. Texas could be like two Californias in one. Right. And there's so much work that they they see the work before. It, Hollywood success, right? And right. crafted who the fuck you're gonna be and right, shit, right? Right. But here you gotta, you know, you gotta think. Okay, what do I want to do with my act? Do I want to take it to TV? Do I want to? Yes. You know, how do you build it? Like you, you, and you see guys that have built 
polished, solid acts. Like when I first started out MCing, I was bringing up Seinfeld. I was bringing up George Wallace. I was bringing up like the best of the best when they were still in the clubs. You know, I was bringing up Lopez. I was, you know, and you know, you can't help but learn from that. You know, so like when I look at, you know, go out on the road and I see some of these comics where I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but I can take, you know what I mean? It's like, it ain't going to cut it in L.A. Hell no. Yeah, Hell like, no. Like, it's like, um, it's all good, you know. You're making me work out here. Right. In Trevorport, Iowa. Mm -hmm. But when I get back to L.A., I got a spot waiting for me on Friday. I don't right. think it's going to take right. you 10 years to get where I'm at with right. L.A. Right. And I think, I think also, too, Working here in L.A., because you're going up against the best of the best, it makes you write more. It makes you stay on that cutting edge to come up with those fire jokes. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's good for you. It's like it's like playing in an all-star game, and then you go play the Bucks the next night. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just keeps you on your grind. Hell yeah, dude. No. So, do you get a, when, um, when Jimmy Fox writes a joke, and uh, like the Bruce Jenner joke, you wrote that joke, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I will not confirm. <laughs> but it was a trip, though. Like, uh, I, I just wrote for Jamie Foxx on the iHeart Music Awards. Did you hear the Bruce Jenner joke? No, no, no. Hilarious, we got bro. In trouble. We did two jokes about Tell Bruce him the Jenner. Joke. And the first joke was, we're going to have some amazing performances tonight. You're going to see some things you've never seen before. Bruce Jenner is going to do a his and her duet all by himself. So that was the first joke, right? Okay. And then Jamie said... Uh, I'm just busting your balls, Bruce, while I still can. <laughs> and those were the two jokes we did, right? And the transgender community jumped all over us the next day. It was a trip to see, you know, go to CNN and see, you know, well, Jamie went too far with this joke. It's like, no, he didn't. Like, everyone thinks that, uh, like, we weren't making fun of transgenders. We were making fun of Bruce Jenner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Bruce Jenner is going to have a reality show about whatever's going on. Like, I personally have nothing but love for Bruce Jenner. Like, the dude was an Olympic medalist. He was on the Wheaties box. You know what I mean? If he's going to become a woman, be the best woman you could be. <laughs> be Wonder Woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, how dope would it be if he came back and won another gold medal as a woman this time? <laughs> Is that not the greatest comeback story ever? That's a badass bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it was funny to see how, like, two jokes that aren't even, like, mean-spirited, how if you have an agenda, you can turn it into something. Oh, like, that's the yeah. death of comedy to me. You know what I mean? That's been like, happening a lot so, lately. It has been happening a lot. Like, we're getting so sensitive that you should be able to talk about Bruce Jenner. You should be able to talk about a dude that's becoming a woman. And it doesn't mean you're making fun of transgenders. You know what I'm saying? Talk like, about what's going on, what's exactly, cracking in the world. Exactly. Yeah, like... He 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 hasn't has he admitted he's a transvestite? I don't think so. so like, then he's you're not, then you're not offending him yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because that show was NBC primetime, and so when you're coming up with a monologue, they're analyzing every little word to make sure that they can't get sued or anything. Damn. So Jamie was going to do this joke, this hilarious joke, where he said, you know, if it were me, I would keep both sexes, right? And I would, uh, I would drop an album, so I won Best Male Vocalist and Best Female Vocalist. He said, I would do all, redo all the classics. <laughs> so instead of uh, I'm every woman, I'd do I'm half a woman, right, <laughs> with surgery. So he'd do this big performance thing, and they wouldn't let us do that. Like, they were like, no, you can't do that. Like, they'll sue you. They were saying that if somebody's a man becoming a woman, 
You can't say that they're half because that's still in transition. They have to be either a man or a woman. Well, this transitory human. Right. <laughs> so then we were like, well, maybe you could say I'm now a woman or like like we were like trying to find a way like it just and it just didn't work. Damn. Dude. It's like, can you imagine if you had to go to a comedy club and you had to fact check your jokes with some legal dude? Like it'd be the death of comedy. And first of all, people don't care. They just want you to be funny. Oh, hell yeah. Though. You know what I mean? They don't care how you got to be funny. Just be funny. Not in network TV. <laughs> network TV, they're like, look, you ain't messing up my network. <laughs> this lady, I mean, this dude, I mean, fuck. <laughs> right, right. And then, you know, it was kind of a big deal because uh, I think Kylie Jenner was sitting in the front row. Ooh. And so that's what made it, you know. Y'all made cares, fun of mine. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the uh, jokes were harmless. Yeah, man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> They're making fun of my Maddie. Right. Right. <laughs> and those hoes drove that fool crazy, though. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it must be rough. Well, it's gonna, now people are going to tell you, you run like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Bruce Jenner? Okay. <laughs> right. I'll take that. That woman got speed. <laughs> so some are there gonna be a don't be a menace too or what? There should be. There should be. Yeah, there uh, should be, Matt. Every We're, now and again. I saw you guys post that up and oh, I was like did you think nipples it was real? got hard. <laughs> I'll call it my agent. When, when me and Marlon see each other, we'll take a picture on Instagram and Marlon will tweet, Don't be a menace too. Y'all oh, ready for it? And uh, people go crazy. Dude, it's a hood classic. It is a hood and classic. it's like a classic, dude. Like, you know, Colt Falling classic. Yeah, no, no, I know, it's trust a me. Little movie, I get a lot of love still for crazy legs. Mexicans okay. know you as crazy legs. That's all they. That's know all they don't know you as. They don't even know I do stand up. They, they don't care. care. About that. They don't care, man. Right. Even when you were at my wedding, my family was, "Is that crazy legs?" <laughs> That's him. <laughs> they, they knew I made it when you saw right, you. Right. Right. They're like, "Damn, yeah, crazy legs." Well, at his wedding. I know you've been doing comedy, but damn, crazy legs is here. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I heard a grip of whispers before they started taking pictures of you. Like, That's you know, hilarious. <laughs> That's funny when I when I was walking down the aisle and I saw you I said oh shit everybody's here now <laughs> it's turning up now Fred Stoller was there that was hey, a good wedding man over here <laughs> that was a good time I enjoyed that hell yeah man <laughs> so you're not married anymore I'm not I'm not I'm not I remember I did I met your um, daughter when she was a baby now she's seventeen that's what, fuck that's yeah. when you had the when you had the um you had a, a timeout bench for her I did that little timeout <laughs> you got a good memory dude. You don't forget nothing, huh? <laughs> so I, you're not married. You time out. You grew up in a project. I'm on timeout. <laughs> uh, I was wondering why Jordan's with the storage. Right, right, exactly. See it all comes together now. You see, you pieced it Go together. Puss. What size you wear now? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I have a, a good you're memory. Trying to get me to give up half my collection. Oh, <laughs> shit, you, you, you can have my shoelaces. Right. It's time the, to give her the timeout right. bench. You can have the right shoe. <laughs> well, question here. Sneakers broke up the marriage. That's not what broke up the marriage. <laughs> wow, this took a serious turn now. More or less sneaking in. <laughs> sneaking out. It's the sneakers are me. Right, yeah. right. That's crazy, man. I don't know if you take your shoes away. <laughs> yeah, so I remember when we, were, we were, when I first met you, when we were doing um the night night show with Gene Pompa. Ah, yes. That's how we met. Yes. You guys wrote right. something, right? You guys yes. Yeah. Damn, we go way back. Go way back, fool. Yeah. I've known people right. that have known, that've been on stuff. Right. 
I, people I see that the, aren't naked jumping up on it. Yes, <laughs> humping on me. I see names on TV shows at the end. <laughs> like when I saw the, the, the when I used to watch the D.L. Hewley show, and I would see the end, hey, I know that name. Right. He was at Gene Popo's Lane Lane show too. Right, right. I forgot his name though. That guy, <laughs> um, what's his name? He was a producer of the D.L. Hewley show. Um, who, who? He was on Left Jam. His father was a black um, panther. Um, or, oh, I'm trying to think who that is. Who the executive producer? Oh, of that. Um, uh, Hutchinson. Yeah, uh, um, Warren Hutchinson. Warren Hutchinson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Warren Hutchinson. That's my man. Dude. Yeah, I met him on the yeah. night night show too. He actually. It's funny. Like the comedy community is so small. The first time I went to New York, uh, I slept on his couch, and I went there in the dead of winter, and had never been East Coast, and all I brought was like a little windbreaker. And I got tore up, dude. <laughs> I learned my lesson hard. I like never you were cold. Go- oh hell yeah! And I'm already a 118 pounds. So there, there's a meme through me. There's a meme out there for that night. I think I put a meme about that about about um somebody had a meme on it and I just re reposted it and it goes. When you sleep over your homie's house and he fall asleep without giving you a blanket, and there was a dude with, inside his shirt like this. <laughs> that was me. That was, funny, that was me back then. So you have only one daughter. One daughter, one son. My oh, son's ten. She have a little boy. Yep. So your daughter's seventeen. She's seventeen. <clears throat> scary. Very it is scary. right because um I remember um there was a picture of your daughter and and uh, Will Smith's son. Dude, you know everything. <laughs> Uh, well, here's the thing. They they grew up together yes. and went to the same school, and so they've stayed friends. But as his popularity has grown, uh, anytime he is photographed with a woman, they speculate that. So it's weird to have. Should see my sue daughter. them, bro. Underage kids. Have, huh? Fuck I yeah. Should, yeah. Uh, so they. Send Jean Pompa over there. He went to. She used to work at Fred Siegel for a minute, right? And he went to go see her, or happened to just be there. And was like, oh, hey, I didn't know you worked here. And took her to lunch. But the paparazzi was there and took pictures of him. And then next day, she's all in the paparazzi as Jaden Smith's new love interest. <laughs> but they Crazy. were happy, though, because she was black. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it so, real, Jaden. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but they, they're just friends. They just been they were friends, though. They're just friends. So, yeah. All these guys are you, you um you started in comedy with Chris Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Sean Actually, Wayans. Me, and Chris, me and Chris went to UCLA together. Oh, and then when I got when when was I he got one of the comedians you had the comedy with? Well, he was one uh, of the four guys that cool. opened for Seinfeld. And then when uh, when when they gave me their card, like I was like, yo, well, my boy Chris wants to do comedy too. So George Shapiro took a meeting with both of us, awesome. even though you know, it, which was cool. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's cool. Like when you start off with people, like Chris is executive producer of uh, Kevin Hart's show now, and uh, Husbands of Hollywood. Yeah, Husbands of Hollywood. So you know, yeah, like so we're doing all right. Twenty five yeah. years later, that's what's up, dog. Oh, we're yeah. gonna have him on the show too. Are you gonna have? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, tell him about. Ask him about the comedy club. Hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean. uh yeah, we were friends, and then uh, Alex Thomas was like a dude I started off with who was in Don't Be a Menace 2, and who was also on Jamie Foxx show. So we're, you know, we've always stayed. I know Alex Thomas, too. He's from L.A. Yeah. And Daryl Heath. And Daryl Heath, who's hilarious. What happened to him? 
Daryl stopped doing it, but he's, he's fucking hilarious, man. He was man. one of the funniest dudes out ever. there. Ever. I've never ever. seen ever. anybody yeah. besides, what, the old comics take one bit and make it into 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. How do you and do that? Like, How the fuck do you do that? Super physical. Like, I wish I had his physicality with my brain. Like, I'd be un. He was in Don't Be a Menace. Yeah, yeah. He with a little, little toothpick. He played toothpick <laughs> in Don't Be a Menace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daryl's yeah, funny as hell. So like the, one of the funniest dudes I've uh, like. I was lucky. Like my crew, uh, 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 my crew was was strong. You know what I mean. So that's all good. My crew was weak. <laughs> <laughs> weak as hell. We, so so we want to kill each other right now. <laughs> so there, there's gonna be no. Don't be a menace too. I mean, we talk about it. Like we should do it. I do it. I can still do crazy legs. Hell yeah, you can yeah. do Crazy Legs. Yeah, I do. Crazy Legs is a pastor now. Right, exactly. Telling people. <laughs> I got the Lord. <laughs> Doctor say I never going to open a Bible again. <laughs> I kind of like that. I actually thought it would be dope to do like a, like Crazy Legs would be like an X-Men. You know what I mean? So then you would have Professor X and Crazy Legs. Yeah. In the danger room. That would be kind of tight. <laughs> <laughs> That would be How hard is it to uh, go from um, script to Don't Be a Menace to um, movie screen? Like, well, you know what's funny is like we all like wrote that movie together. You know, we would go do spots at the Laugh Factory afterwards, go to Sean or Marlon's house and, and write that movie. And so we spent time writing that movie. And then, you know, the Wayans, they don't give you nothing. I had to audition for that movie five times. Five <laughs> times, dude. Different parts. They don't give you nothing. And I helped write it. <laughs> so. Gotta come back one more time yeah, to have right. and see you, We though. think that we might. We just want to see you do it again. Your teeth are not bright enough. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, the laugh could be funnier. Uh, but, you know, I respect them dudes, too. <laughs> I respect them dudes, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, because they, you know, their work ethic is what got them where they are. You know what I mean? And getting to build with them, you know. That's what a lot of people don't understand is that ethic, dude. Sean yeah. Wayne got me a job the first time I met him. Yeah. I walked up to He said I was funny, and I walked up to him. And he goes, hey, man, how can I get a, a job writing for your brother's show? And he, next, the next day, I was writing for his show as a, as a, um, a writer that writes at home. Oh, the, really? The Keenan Ivory Wayne show? Yeah, they would give yeah. me jokes. They would give me topics, and I would just submit 25 submit jokes. jokes. Yeah. I was faxing those motherfuckers, yeah. and they only took one. <laughs> That's good, though, for Keenan. Yeah. That is good for Keenan. It was a joke when um, when um, the the Vibe set broke down. Uh-huh. And right? I wrote on Vibe. Yeah. And I saw, and I told Keenan this joke. And then there was an earthquake in L.A., I said, yeah, but it was an earthquake today. People say it was an aftershock from the Vibe set busting up last week. Oh, that's hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. And, of course, he took that He one. took that joke, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. What's up, fool? What's up? We got What's Rodrigo up? Torres right here, yeah, man. man. Ready to be in um, Don't Be a Menace to it. <laughs> hey, come get it. It's a gangster cholo. Right. So what's up, man? What you got going up next? Tell our friends where they can uh, find you. You can find me on the Laugh Factory this at Friday. The Laugh Factory, uh, Long Beach. I'm there usually on the weekends. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Suli McCullough, S-U-L-I-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on. Uh, I'm on all that stuff. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not on MySpace anymore because nobody is. <laughs> 
Uh, I got busted on MySpace. You did? Doing what? <laughs> Cheating. How you cheat on MySpace? Oh, back in the days, man. Some girl put my number out there, man. Whoa. And my photo and my house Whoa. number. People wow. were calling me all day. Wow. Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't even know anybody loved me that much to do that. That's <laughs> how blind I was. Psycho. Right. She said, oh, I'm going to get him. She took my f- profile. <laughs> what? She took my 1,700 friends. Did she really? Jacked your friends? And profile. Oh, wow. I wasn't even verified. (laughs) Verify me! That's wild. So what's up, fool, man? Chilling, dog. Chilling, man. Always. So, Sully McCullough, man, thank you for being here, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You're the man. I'm I'm proud of you. We got to have you again. Yes, please. Talk more, man. We got stuff yeah. to talk I got about. More. Yeah, we, we talked about some stuff, though. I don't think I talked about that, that Kramer stuff before. That was a good oh, one, though. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know you one. were there. Yeah, I was there, dude. Oh, yeah. I heard it from the fucking horse's mouth. Because right, a lot of exactly. people just fucking seen the video and go, yeah, dog, that shit No, was I was Shut there. Show ass up. Yeah, I remember, dude, there. there was a guy that used to hang around with us, this Mexican dude. He always had joints. That's how he got in. He gave everybody a joint. Really? And he said that he was there, and that, and his, his wife busted him lying. <laughs> She said, you were there in spirit. Wow. <laughs> that shit blew up. Everybody wanted to be a part right. of it. Right. I was there too, instigating. <laughs> Say it. And try this joke. <laughs> I was there leaving out the back because I was next. <laughs> oh, follow that, dog. Right. How could you follow that? You can't. You can't. <laughs> they should have just wrapped it up that night. But I love that Jamie was like, nah, we got more people. <laughs> I ain't giving this money back. Hell no. I, I still owe up 80 drinks on these people. <laughs> <laughs> it puts the laugh factor in the map. Hell yeah. Right? I felt like Jamie was waking up comedians to do interviews. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Buddy, wake up. Buddy, were you there? No. <laughs> Say you were. <laughs> What's so Rodrigo? We're gonna be at April 11th. The Ice uh, House Two. The Ice House. Ice, Ice House Stage Two. We'll be there. Mondo, Pops, Gracie, and Jay London. And Sully McCullough. Watch him this week at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach and Hollywood. That's right. Hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. Yes, people. And um, if you guys see um Marlon Wayans on the internet and Sully McCullough, keep bugging them for um. Don't be a menace too. That's right. We want it. Bring Crazy Legs back. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, bring him back. We'll start off. <laughs> We'll start a fucking crowdfund event for, for that shit. <laughs> Kickstarter and shit. Mm-hmm. I got lupus. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? Get ready for hard work, for high expectations, for high fives, for you've got this, for I did it. For you're hired. You've got it in you. Now let us bring it out of you. If you're as serious about your success as we are, bring it. Visit rmu.edu today. Robert Morris University. Get ready.